similar to yeah. what we're well, talking if, about? Yeah. Right. I'm going to say, if, if the beer industry fails you, you have another job lined up. <laughs> we, can, we can cut that and send that to yeah. all the different... Turning uh, Knoxville into a giant <laughs> mud pit, 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 pit. <laughs> Ready to go? Welcome to our humble beer podcast. This is DJ Loop, and this is Chris Hill. It's kind of different. I did the intro this time. I stole that from you. You, you did, but I'll, I'll let you have it. Then, it's, uh, it's Valentine's Day. It's my gift to you. Oh, it's the it's the, it's the, the it's this sweetheart gift that you give to me. Yes, <laughs> yes. For, for those who can't see, I'm looking very uncomfortable yeah, right gee, now. Very uncomfortable. Okay, Lordy. Um, so with us today, we have. Henry from RJ Rocker, as well as Hayden, Hayden. from RJ Rocker. And uh, these guys are with us today to talk about all the awesome beer and all the awesome stuff coming from RJ Rockers. Um, so I guess with that said, guys, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. No problem. Yeah, thank We're you. We're happy to be here. Awesome. In the rain. In the, in the, in the hey, rain. Can you in, make it stop raining? Well, we can, we can try. I mean... Is it, is, this what it's always like around this here. This is always it's, it's it's a rainy yeah. dreary. It's been it, in in Knoxville. It's been rainy dreary um, winter ish weather for the past for several days. But we're gonna brighten up the city with some RJ Rockers. I like the way you think. Well, we'll play DJ. Yeah, we'll yes. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll play. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. So, yeah. um, um, Robert, I know you've been you were been, you've been here doing some. Um, Meetings with distributors and um, and meetings with um, people around town and thanks for taking time for uh, um, us and um, telling us about your brewery. Um, we love uh, talking about the brewery. We're happy to be in town and I guess the most exciting news from R.J. Rockers is we have a full time rep now in Knoxville. Oh, Woo! And his name would be Hayden. Hayden. Yep. Hayden. <laughs> Been here for about two weeks now. Still learning about the city. Excited to learn more. Well, hey. We will guide you through any tour of the city that you need, I need to. A spirit guy. Yeah. That's what I've been looking for. Yeah, my so, Knoxville spirit guy. Well, that so, would definitely be DJ. That so be DJ? I'm, yeah. I, I would, I, as my, I have, an, I have an old roommate that he would say that we are men about town. Okay. My my, my old roommate Brandon Gibson, he would oh go, "I am a man about town," and and he goes, "I'm going to show you DJ to how to be a man about town. And I'm going to take that and I'll pass it on along to you. You will be a man about town too." I appreciate it. If you want to know a lot about beer, you got to be a man about town. I'm thinking. Yeah, there you go. That's that's what was his terminology. So I'm just taking a roll with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, D, and DJ, you definitely are a man about town. A man about town. That's right. Um, so Henry, I guess, um, give us the story of RJ Rocker. How did RJ Rockers get founded? What's the history? We can do that. We started in 1997 as a brew pub in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Cool. Um, started. Uh, so R.J. Rockers um, is the name. The J stands for Mark Johnson, who's still our brewer, brews um, frequently at the brewery every day. You come visit us, you'll, you'll meet him. Um, the R stands for um, his best friend growing up, who backed out of the business, I think, after like a month in business. So mm-hmm. he's, uh, he and Mark don't talk anymore, <laughs> as you can imagine. And Rockers comes from uh, Mark grew up in Glen Rock, New Jersey. Um, so that's the way the whole name came. 
Mark uh, was stationed in Germany for about four years as an army ranger hmm. and fell in love with beer as is easy to do in Germany. Uh, then transferred back to the United States, gets moved to Idaho. That's right. And uh, Fantastic. As you look at Idaho, <laughs> he there was there's a little local brewery there, and the woman who ran that brewery was a woman named Penny Nichols, and so uh, her parents certainly had a great sense of humor, and um, and she brewed beer, and Mark actually brewed with her frequently, and kind of learned all sorts of different things about brewing beer, uh, and then ended up moving to Spartanburg. So we started in 97 as a brew pub. I think every state in the union thinks that uh, their laws are the worst. Spartanburg. Including Tennessee. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, South Carolina is no different. <laughs> so back in 97, you couldn't distribute if you actually um, had a brew pub. So started the thing in 97, couldn't distribute the beer. 2001, Mark um, decides, hey, I'd rather distribute my beer than have the whole brew pub, etc. Um, closes the brew pub side, pulls the seven barrel system out, moves it to a little warehouse in a most sketchy part of Spartanburg. And, uh, and then basically over time kind of ramps it up till he's basically selling the production of what's going on in that seven barrel system. At that point in time, there's a gentleman in uh, downtown Spartanburg that said, hey, why don't you guys move this brewery downtown? Um, and so he basically gave us the building for free for two years. We had to pay uh, insurance and we had to pay taxes. Wow. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Good, good guy, um, and really, uh, really a nice, solid move. And as you look at it now, we get a lot of visitors in the brewery, so we're basically open Thursdays and Fridays from three until eight, and then Saturdays twelve to six. Doesn't sound like a lot of hours, but we still end up with a lot of people that come through the brewery um, that'll travel to come, or locals that you know come every week, and so. It's kind of fun, and it's really started to anchor that end of town. And so Spartanburg's kind of, not kind of, it's going through a revitalization. And there's a lot of different bars and restaurants and all that opening. And so that's been a, it's been a big thing. And when you look at it, kind of a, kind of a great move. I know, I'm, I appreciate you whistling at me, DJ. That's sweet. So that's kind of how RJ Rockers did. And we're in that building from 2009. So that was our third move. Okay. Mark claims that he's never going to move again, ever. Um, and at this point in time, from where we are, we could double or triple our capacity in the current location. So That's, that's cool. I mean, pretty, I, I like the, the, the you guys have the, the set hours. I, I mean, I've been on beer occasions is what I like to call them, um, where, where I go travel and um, plan my um, entire vacation around different breweries and stuff. And, and, it, and it's kind of cool when you have those uh, breweries that have those specific hours and times and stuff. It's almost kind of like you're like you, you plan it around it and you plan your day kind of around it and it makes it, it makes it something special. For, to me, in, yeah. my, in my opinion, when you, when I go visit, when, when I go visit a brewery, like, Oh, this is the, these are the oh, hours. These are the hours. Yes. They're only the only the hour open, and we're going to get a chance to do that, or we plan planned a chance well, to do that. We need to get you guys to the brewery. The brewery is actually interesting in that the tasting room is smack dab in the middle of the brewery. So literally, yes, when you come awesome. in and you drink a beer, you're um, 
There's a forklift driving right by you. Well, that, um, I went to uh, uh, cool. Atwater right in downtown Detroit, and it's yeah. very similar to that. They kind of put that, like, they kind of little, little mini bar set up. That's that's one of my kind of favorite kind of setups in a uh, in a craft brewery when, when you kind of you're kind of immersed in the experience. I think it feels more yeah. intimate. I, I mean, I think it makes you realize that hey, you know, stuff's actually made here. Um, stuff's actually packaged here. Stuff's whatever so you know it, it's yeah 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 i can have a beer here right where <laughs> yeah. it's all made that's awesome we are on two floors the building that we're in is an old dodge dealership so it was built in the 50s and it's a it's a pretty cool building um the building itself uh you know you wouldn't ideally be on two different floors but all of our bright tanks are downstairs and the bottling and packaging line are downstairs and so there are people that come to the brewery that are like well, there's no way. I see this beer everywhere. There's no way you make it all out of right here. And uh, we do. So it's kind of fun when someone says that. You're like, well, hey, we have a bigger footprint downstairs. Why don't you come down here? And downstairs is where we have our bottling line and all of our carton and six-pack and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. I, for me, when I go to visit a brewery, it's like, have you ever seen that, that TLC, I think, or Learning Channel show or whatever? We, whatever. Which one? The, how We Made It or How They Made It. Yeah, yeah. Like, How It's that's Made. The, how It's Made. or what, and yeah. That's what I feel like when I go to like a production brewery like, like that. Like you have that really boring voice talking and explaining <laughs> the beer. And that voice is actually very cool. We put grain into this pipe. <laughs> yeah. And then no, that's once how it I goes feel. up the pipe, hey, it goes hey, into the mill. <laughs> this mill rolls it at 60 <laughs> centimeters per second. And and out comes this grain at 30 millimeters per whatever fining. And then we add water at 154 degrees. Well, if the beer we reach a strike temperature. And then all of a sudden we roll this over into... Is that similar to what yeah. we're talking well, if, about? Right. I'm going to say, if, if the beer industry fails you, you have another job lined up. <laughs> we, can, we can cut that and send that to yeah. all the different... Turning uh, Knoxville into a giant mud pit, 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 pit. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a future here, Hayden. Well, you always, have, always. Hayden does have... He, or, I'm sorry, Henry does have a future... Yeah, so and does Hayden. Hayden, 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 Hayden yes, has a too. bright yeah. future. Bright future, bringing R.J. Rockers to Knoxville. Knoxville, that's, that's, that's going to sure. be awesome. So, Henry, what what is like what is your role? I mean, how did you grow into your role, and how like how did you meet the brewers, or or how did you develop your role? So, uh, great question. And um, so, I'm there's four of us that own the brewery. Uh, I'm the president, so I get day-to-day um, control over kind so, of... Yes, oh, yesterday was President's Day, so we should salute you, right? Please. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm waiting. <laughs> there, there they are. Sorry, <laughs> good. Uh, by the way, I got saluted. Um, <laughs> that did just happen. And, and uh, yeah, so um, it, it's been fun. I worked for a company named Owens, Illinois for 18 years, and Owens, Illinois is one of those companies that nobody's ever heard of. Um, but it makes one out of every two bottles in the world. Wow. Happens to make every Miller and Coors bottle, uh, about 45% of Anheuser-Busch bottles. Wow. So, um, and they make one out of every two bottles in the world. So I had been in a lot of the um, big-time production breweries. Uh, in fact, I'd been in all of them in the United States of the Miller and the Anheuser-Busch plants. So pretty, pretty interesting from that background. In the 90s, I had sold beer bottles to all the microbreweries. And uh, when Mark sold the brew pub and started as a, as a production brewery, he grew that to a certain point and then said, well, this is crazy, right? How do I get to the next level? And so he was looking around Spartanburg, and there were two other guys in Spartanburg that said, well, we'd love to help you with that. 
And I knew those two other guys. And so when they bought into the brewery, I said, well, you should go visit Harpoon. You should go visit Shipyard. You should go visit Kugels, all these guys that I had sold bottles to. Two years later, um, Owens, Illinois was trying to move me back to Toledo, Ohio, uh, Brockway, Pennsylvania, or Streeter, Illinois. I had married a girl from North Carolina who didn't think any of those options were very attractive. I can see why. I'm sorry. I mean, Toledo, come on. <laughs> come on, Toledo. It's like, it's like the epicenter of boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so, sorry for Toledo, those who live in Toledo. If anybody in Toledo downloads this, that was Chris Hill and <laughs> Christoph Uli's on Twitter. Yeah, yeah hey, you know. hey, hey now. Hey now. Yeah. So basically, so I, I called them after that and I said, um, you know, hey, tell me what's going on. This was two years after that. And uh, the company was trying to get us to move. And I said, I'm looking for a job or a business to buy. And they mm. were said, hey, that's kind of funny. Why don't you come talk? And uh, it was one of those, the four of us still own the brewery. We're all, we all think... Uh, very differently, uh, which I think is very healthy, uh, but we all get along. So that, that makes it a, a very good partnership, which I think is probably the hardest part of this business, really, when you think about, um, you know, partners are probably the hardest part of any of those type of things. Yeah. So the fact that we all get along, we all think differently, but we all, uh, I think that helps make sure that the yeah. big decisions come to the right the right conclusion. Yeah, different Absolutely. perspectives always help in a business venture when you when you're trying to think different directions and way you think should go, and you come to a consensus. And that I think different inputs, different points of view, and different life experiences all help people out. And you come from the from the from the bottling side. Yes, that probably gives them a completely different point of point of view than the brewing side, which I think probably yeah. helps out. It helps the distributing and helps the, I mean, it helps a lot of different factors and where you sell your beer and how you get your beer out there. Yeah, we have fun. And in the last couple of years, it's been fun. You know, Hayden, you joined us a year and a half ago. Yep. Um, so that's been good. Hayden joined us actually on the bottling line and then worked for six months on the sales side. And then we said, hey, we've got an opportunity here in Knoxville. So we're happy to have that. We're really pushing on the sales side right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've spent the last... X number of years really making sure that our processes and procedures are in place in the brewery. And I think we've made huge leaps in the last several years on the quality side to make sure as we ramp up that we don't have a lot of the, I mean, we've, we've had lots of different, you know, I, I don't think there's a brewery out there that you don't figure out a lot of different items. I think you learn stuff every day Hmm. and at this point, we're pretty comfortable with as we ramp up from where we are to twice or three times the size of what we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the processes and procedures and all of that in place. So, so what is the focus for growth going forward? Are you guys hoping to expand? I mean, you're in Knoxville now, you're Tennessee now. We're statewide in South Carolina, North Carolina, um, Tennessee. We're really we're not statewide. Okay. Um, we're from Nashville, Knoxville. Um, Johnson City and Chattanooga. Um, we don't. We're not really going to grow our territory right now. We really want to go deeper. Okay. Um, so from that standpoint, um, we've just hired another guy from that's going to handle Columbia, Charleston, Myrtle Beach, and Savannah. Um, so we also have Georgia. So those are really our states, and we're concentrating on being a southeast brewery. And we say, all right, let's let's do this and make sure from that standpoint that we add people to markets 
there's a lot of beer that gets consumed in Knoxville and a lot of beer that gets consumed in a lot of those markets. And we think it's smarter to actually have the brand get recognized. I mean, we're two and a half hours away from Knoxville, right? Yeah. So, hey, let's have people, you're talking about beer tourism. I think there's a lot of people that want to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're 45 minutes south of Asheville. Come visit. We'd love it. There's a bunch of new breweries opening in South Carolina. Now, I think there's a lot of new breweries opening everywhere, really. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of exciting. And uh, we want to be part of that. So that's awesome. That's it. so cool. When, when, when you speak to like your, your, your branding and your recognition and your reach, um, for me, the introduction, Son of a Peach, that was the introduction yeah. to... Uh, R.J. Rockers, so, yes. son, son of a Peach, and then Peachy King, I think, was the one yeah. where it really hit. Like yeah. these guys, are no, good. those were the the introduction. And I don't know if you could speak to what those beers have meant to you and the, the expansion of the brewery. Yeah, and I think those. I mean, those were this. This. I mean, I remember having that. Um, I mean, the, the beer market's been open for going on six years now. I remember drinking that in the summertime and just been like, man, this is completely different than what I'm from what I'm used to. It was kind of. At the time, it was new, and I was discovering craft beer, and, we're, and I'm still learning about craft beer to this day. And we, we're, that's why we're, we all I, are. That's why we're humble. Yeah, beer, <laughs> the humble beer podcast. We're, we're, right. we're not the the most. We're not the foremost expert, but so we're here to learn yeah. along with with the listener, really. Yeah. And I think we all are. I think that's yeah. what makes the journey fun, and I think that's actually what makes the movement good. You know, yeah, I, exactly. I think there's not. You have so you know, where I think wine to a certain extent became a little bit snobby about it i think the fun part about beer right now is people are welcoming and people are hey i don't know let's try and figure this out or let's think about it or let's learn or let's let's talk about that yeah. yep. so yeah, son of a peach has been good peach. to us as you look at it it started with um a farmer basically bringing in peaches that were um ground crop so that it had fallen off the trees and we used to sit in the brewery and actually with knives pit them and try and pull off the skin. Um, wow. That was somewhat painful. Um, that's <laughs> when I first started. That's that was one of like day three or four. That was the duties, and uh, we were all looking at each other like, if this thing gets big, we're screwed. And uh, <laughs> you know, as you look at it now, it's interesting. We've learned a lot about peaches. There's a, a farmer, the Yance brothers, uh, out of Aiken, who've taught us a ton about peaches. Last year when we had a freeze, it was funny because that's the first call I made the next day. And I was like, tell me the crop didn't, you know, tell me the crop's okay. Hmm. And interestingly enough, those guys look at the farmer's almanac and all of that. And peaches, unbeknownst to me, um, you thin them on the tree. So hmm. you put them on a tree and if you don't thin them, they stay really small. Hmm. And if you thin them, then they actually grow bigger. Um, so they hadn't thinned their crop yet uh, when oh, that wow. freeze happened. So they were able... You know, the stuff that had died was still part of that. So they've, um, we now use peaches from them, um, and we're not using ground. As you use ground crops, you also learn a lot about wild yeast and uh, about all sorts of stuff because the fuzz on peach skins, incidentally, is a really interesting area for all sorts of stuff to grow, um, So which I guess makes sense. Um, you know, It could be interesting for maybe a... Wild it, it could, and so that's something. we did a peach saison last year that, yeah. that was pretty fun. So we we threw a lot of peaches in last year and had a one of the professors from Clemson actually helped us cultivate one of the yeasts from uh, the peach crops, and then we actually built that up and propagated it, 
and then used that. So that Saison was actually kind of completely South Carolina. Wow. And it was really a fun beer as you, as you tasted it. So Son of a Peach is definitely one of those. It's it's our biggest selling beer. It will definitely, um, it, it does a nice job of crossing all sorts of different bounds. It's introduction into craft. It's also, it doesn't seem to be gender specific. Mm-hmm. It mixes no, well, no. so it, you know, you pour it with a brown, it tastes great. You pour it with a stout, it pops the chocolate malts. You can pour it with Pinnacle Whipped if you want a dessert shot. You can pour it with a bourbon and actually make a cocktail with it. So you can put in mint and um, peach puree with bourbon. Yeah, it, I, it, I'm, I'm going to have to get some of these recipes. I know. From I actually, we, 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 um, <laughs> I think Cider Boys does the mimosa cider. I actually have to with the mimosa cider for Christmas. I was um, at, here at the beer market and um, we were happy. We're just trying Christmas Day, having fun, fast stuff, and we we did the Son of a Peach and halved it with a Mosa cider, and it was phenomenal. Uh, I just throwing out out there. It, it's it's fun. It. it also goes well with a hoppy beer. Yeah. It's interesting what it does with a hoppy beer, and mm-hmm. that it cuts a little bit of the bitterness, um, and then a little bit of the sweet off the peach, but it really kind of pops it. So it's it's, cool. it's fun. It it's it's been a beer um, from our standpoint that's done. You know, I I don't know that it was Mark's. I think if you ask Mark our favorite beer that we make, I'm not sure he'd say that that's his favorite beer. Um, but it's it's nice to have a beer like that because it actually, you know, it really helps us as a brewery. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've tried with our, bra- our branding in the last couple of years to make sure people know we make it. Because for a long time, people didn't realize R.J. Rockers makes Son of a Peach. Yep. And so what we've done in the last couple of years is really try and tie that together. And now we're trying to let people know hey, we make Son of a Peach, but we make a lot of other beers. And if you look at it over the course of a year, we make a lot of beers, and we're having a lot of fun with that. Mm. So we've got a very talented brewing group, uh, and it's been fun to watch a lot of the one-offs and a lot of the different items that we've been making in the last couple of years. So with your brewing philosophy, are you all focused like like Peachy King's, or not Peachy Peachy King, but Son of a Peach slash Peachy King are good examples um, where you're using truly organic ingredients. You're actually using the peach and finding a way to um, put those into the beer. Are you doing that with other beers as well? Is that just something specific to that? That's really the beer that we use the adjuncts on. You know, the rest of the beers are really um, hoping this summer to do uh, that peach saison that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier again, mm-hmm. and also interested in doing a peach Berliner Weiss, nice. um, which I think would be very fun <laughs> from a um, just from a style standpoint, I think that would be something that would really hit it off well, especially in the hot, just with the extra carbonation and the kind of the way that should pop. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are those are what we're really kind of working on, playing with a little bit this year. So we we don't add a lot of other items to the beers over okay. time. We've we've done a couple beers in the last year that if we've added different items to, but it's not something that we do a ton of. Yeah, one one of my uh, favorite beers was um, been Brown Eyed Squirrel. That's I mean um, we had that for a uh, a birthday celebration of mine back in uh, back in August, and we man, and it's one of my it's it's as always one of my and like you said, people when when I when I brought that beer out for my birthday, and it's been one of my favorite consistent like brown ales for a while. Um, when people when I people people when I brought that out and it was was pouring for people we were kept we kept on going like oh, this brown squirrel in there who who does it and they were like rj rockers and they're like and they're like oh rj rockers and i would go oh son of a peach and they would like automatically and that got them to try it 
Um, that's great to hear. And it was really cool that I, I used the name Son of a Peach, and it's kind of really cool. And I, that's what I want to think. Like people know, like know that name, right? And like, and how you guys make it like a good palette of beers and, and make a good selection of beers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you like the brown. I think the brown is actually probably our. It, it's won a bunch of medals. We've won a gold medal at um, Great American Beer Festival with a beer called Light Rock. Um, it's English style summer ale. Definitely nice. a great beer, uh, but you know I think you name anything light, and I think everybody runs away. Cause yeah, true. People that you know, a craft beer person, when you've got the name light in it, they're like, man. Eh? And uh, you know, I think from that standpoint, somebody that likes Bud Light or Miller Light drinks it, and they're like, well, that doesn't taste like a light beer. That so, <laughs> you know, I think we had some marketing mishaps with that, um, but yeah, I think we're, I, I think slowly but surely we're kind of getting the branding and getting all of that stuff put together. Brown Eyed Squirrel has definitely won a bunch of awards, and it's, from my standpoint, it's one of our best beers. So, like, if you guys go to the brew house or the on 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 day on day, and you sit at the bar and you're the customer, what 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 beer are you ordering? So the latest beer that we've made is a beer called Palmetto Trail, um, oh, and nice. the Palmetto Trail Pale Ale is um, we've um, it's it's good, and so from that standpoint, it's a pale ale. It's got Citra and Amarillo hops in it. Mm. It's dry hopped, and uh, you'll see that in the market here shortly. Uh, we should have it in cans by uh, February 24th. We have it in kegs right now, and it's just very easy drinking. Um, little, you know, little over 5% alcohol by volume, and just very well balanced. Everything that we make, what we try to do is keep things balanced. And so from, from a balanced standpoint... We try to make sure that that um, that th- they're actually easy drinking. Yeah. DJ, you're whispering something to me. Just uh, say it. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to. I was gonna say, which we go, we got we got some tasters on the table. Yeah, we do. I was gonna say, you go in a circle and um, maybe tell us what you think of and and maybe describe what we're drinking here at the Beard and Beer Market because Beard Beard Market is gonna have a bunch of draft from now and. Probably here to come and hopefully to the summer and forever, uh, forever, yeah. forever, Can forever, and ever. Chris Angie, yeah, yeah, exactly. Forever, <laughs> You don't. We don't want to it's make you guys lie. I, mean, I know you guys have tasted your own beers before, but I. It will definitely be rotated. We, out. we we got them for yeah, us more than you, but still. But you guys can taste the flavor as you drink it. So. You want to do it? You want me to yeah, do it? Hey, yeah. Be, so, hey, so Hayden, give us the tasting notes. Give, and, give, give us what you think it is, tell, or tell or, 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 or so. We got four beers on at Beard and Beer Market tonight. Um, Angie picked them herself. We got uh, Witty Twister, which is a Belgian style wit beer. Um, Hop Shot First is a dry hop black ale that we made for the Star Wars premiere. We got Millennial Hops <laughs> and Falco Hops for all you guys on the dark side out there. We got um, Good Boy Stout, which is branded after our um, director of hospitality at the brewery, Mark Johnson, founder's dog, Stout himself. So he's um, he's the the lead on that beer. And then the last one we got is Pecans Gone Wild, which is a collaboration with uh, Seminar Brewing out of Florence, South Carolina. Three darks and one light here. So we got them almost balanced, but starting with Woody. Sip, 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 yeah, pass. We'll just, we'll just <laughs> sip, 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 Starting with Woody Twister has a... Uh, suddenly the podcast went quiet. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, a we sl- are. A we, 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 we kind of like... Um, uh, 
joke about the the, the the podcast, and we don't want to demean any podcast, but the podcasts that are strictly tasting podcasts, the, the, there's always that mo- moment of gulps and that yeah. and that they're just like hmm. and it's like a Coca Cola commercial. They're like <laughs> exactly. It's like and I, I spit my beer back in. So I hope that's exactly. okay with you. <laughs> What are the best noises you can make in the microphone? Have you had any good ones that have come through? We haven't the... had any Foley artists yet. <laughs> yeah. That's about as close as we come. I try to get him to... I've said this probably like seven times in the podcast. I'm I try to get him to edit out my seven Yeah, yeah, no, we all I think that goes to you. should keep drinking it. That's so, so was that Hop Shot first? That was the first dark one over here. I believe it was, yes. Which, by the way, is an awesome name. I... I haven't seen the the design for any of these, um, like the packaging. Mm-hmm. Do any of these have Star Wars themed? No. Are you able to get anything close to Star Wars? Yeah. For the first time, not to get sued. For the first time ever. <laughs> for the first time ever in the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to leave this in too. I'm going to run to the restroom during the middle of the podcast. That's. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is great. Exactly. Yeah. Live podcasting one on one. Right. The, now. the microphone. Just just so the listeners know, are not going with DJ. <laughs> <laughs> they are not attached to DJ. Um. So Hayden, tell me a little bit about um. T- tell me a little about yourself. Like what what got you into craft beer and what made you decide to go to work for RJ Rocker. Um. Aside from the millions of dollars they're paying you. Oh yeah, there's billions <laughs> there. But uh, <laughs> so growing up, you don't really um, turn 21 and you don't immediately get into the craft thing. You're you're a lot of uh, lighter beers. But mm-hmm. um, I actually went to college in Spartanburg, and so luckily I was able to. Me and some friends were able to taste craft beer uh, at an early age. Uh, as and RJ Rock was actually the only brewery in Spartanburg when I was in college. So from that standpoint, like there was only one place to go to get good beer. And um, after graduation, I started working uh, cleaning kegs, bottling beers and stuff. And um, when Boss Man here uh, said we need some someone to do a couple uh, sales up in upstate South Carolina and a little bit in Athens, I started doing that and recently moved to Knoxville two weeks ago. So That's exciting. Just getting into the city here. Yeah, my roommate's from here, so he's been showing me around. But Good. Uh, like I was saying earlier, trying to get the, the man about town to show me the beer and... Uh, we can definitely do that. Okay, yeah. We'll definitely make sure, especially if you're new to town, we can definitely help you out. Oh, yeah. That would yeah. be appreciated from all of us. Well, Absolutely. Hey, we'll show, you, show you about town. I, I missed it because um, I was um, Welcome back, busy. DJ. Busy. So, so Hayden was, you, you can go back and listen to it later. Uh, okay, I'll go back and listen to it later. <laughs> but but Hayden, Hayden, was, Hayden was just telling us about, um, about how he got here. And how he's only been in town for a little while. Where, so. where, did, you, yeah. where did you come from, you said? Did you say that? Spartanburg, yeah. Spartanburg, okay. So... Well, well, again, welcome to Knoxville, and hope, hopefully that we um, Knoxville people will treat you well. Yeah, what do they call this place? I've heard K Town, uh, K Ville, the Ville. I've heard uh, it a couple of them. The Ville, Knoxville, K Town, Scruffy City, Marble City. I would say nice. K Town mm-hmm. is your probably most prevalent. K Town, yeah, it's yeah. got a good ring to it. So. Yeah, not Knox Vegas. That not, yeah, that city slash Vegas uh, thing. Uh, no, not cool. That's, yeah. Not cool. But no, we, we were called the uh, the Scruffy City years and years ago um, during the 1982 World's Fair. I think it was a, what was it, a New York Times author yeah, or yeah, somebody? Yeah, some kind of an article. Some, somebody wrote an article and called Knoxville the Scruffy Little City. Like, why would you ever do a World's Fair here type of thing? Is that when the um, that little round tower went up down? Yeah, yes. the Sun Sphere. Yes. Tell, us, yes, tell me about the Sun Sphere. 
It's is it full of beer? Um, actually, there there be. is a um, there is a bar up there. Uh, there is, yeah, yeah. yeah fancy when are bar. we going, dude? Go tonight. <laughs> we need to get RJ Rockers in the bar in the Sunsphere. We need to do a podcast from there. There's Absolutely. literally a there's literally yeah, a bar up there. Yeah. There, there may actually be. They've got a lot of craft beer on tap there. There may actually be RJ Rocker we, we did up a, in the Sunsphere. We did do a reconvening of this in a couple in several weeks. Let's do it in and, an hour. <laughs> let's let's go go. Yeah, Get no, we, we were trying to figure out the history of that. So that got built yeah. for the World's Fair. It was World built for Fair. the World's Fair. In fact, that whole area around it's what they call the World's Fair Park. So there's a little um, amphitheater out there that's part of the World's Fair, and just all the so grounds that's there Knoxville's were part of Eiffel that. Tower. I mean, that's, it really yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, a giant golf ball. If, if yes. you if is you that watched, what it's supposed to be? No, not at all. If oh, you've watched cool. The Simpsons. There is an episode where they come to Knoxville, Tennessee, of all places, and they go up in the Sun Sphere, and the only thing they find up there are a bunch of wigs. There's a wig shop. A wig shop. Truth be told, there's and, and, never been a wig shop up exactly. there. Exactly. Okay. And they were disappointed when they're all because all they got was an Al Gore wound up doll. It was great. <laughs> it was a great episode. <laughs> we're talking about The Simpsons. It's great. I could talk, talk about The Simpsons from now to the rest of the podcast. Well, this isn't our humble uh, Simpsons podcast. Our podcast. But, <laughs> but um, back, I guess, back to R.J. Rockers. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I guess so. We should. They're here. We should actually talk about them instead of the city. And yeah, city. love it. Well, a, we'd love <laughs> you guys and anybody that's a craft beer fan to come visit the brewery. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any better way of tasting beer, any better way of seeing a brand than actually seeing where it's made, and if you get to taste it straight off the wall. Um, it doesn't matter. If it, it's fresher. It's better. It's um, beer straight out of the tank, straight from the brewery. Always tastes better. So I mean, you said you had the Berliner Weiss. You said we we possibly, haven't made it yet. Yes, we possibly. will this summer. Yep. Um, I mean, what, I mean, and you said you just want to kind of like peach Berliner Weiss. Peach Berliner Weiss. But you kind of, you said you you're kind of growing in the states that you're at, but you want you don't want to expand too rapidly. Is that yeah, I, I mean, so we digging deeper into the market. We're, we're yeah. digging deeper we're into the markets, market. and so we're basically at this. Uh, you know, a year ago we had two sales guys handling two states each, mm-hmm. and it's clear that um, you know what we'd rather have is a person in each market. Yeah. Um, so because I think from that standpoint, then people can actually get to know the beer and can understand that, and it can be more than son of a peach. Yeah. At that point in time, I think what really happened is, you know. Son of a Peach took off a lot faster than we ever thought it would. And at that point in time, you know, for two or three years there, we couldn't make enough Son of a Peach in the summer to keep keep up with production. Yeah. We're now at a spot where we've actually got production lined out and organized to the point where we can make other items and keep up and, uh, and actually stay ahead of it. So I think as you get into capacity issues, you know, you're going to take care of what's selling. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think now it's we've got a little bit extra room and a little bit extra items to kind of make some fun stuff. It's so exciting. With that being said, where do you see them? You guys going forward, like just just dig into the expansion? Yeah, I, or I don't. I don't think we'll ever be ginormous. I mean, I think what we'd really love to do is is be a southeast brand. So we'd really love to be in North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Georgia. And you mm-hmm. know, from that standpoint, if I like. The, I mean, it's kind of really refreshing to hear that from from a from a beer drinker's perspective because you you hear about all these craft breweries they want to they want to become the next Sierra Nevada. Not everybody's not going to be the next Sierra Nevada. No. So it's good to just 
have your local niche and have your local flavor and yeah. and be the southeast beer and i, I kind of like i really respect that and like like the fact that yeah. you guys are just wanting to be the south carolina east Tennessee. yeah um style well the, the like the palmetto what was it palmetto pale trail. i mean yeah. palmetto, palmetto trail, trail just yeah. i i think of south carolina when i hear that name yeah like like i think doing things like that make it very distinctive to the south and i think that's really cool yeah so well, we like ahead. that yeah we, we just don't you know from that standpoint I think the battles that you go through to get excised, just getting bigger for the sake of getting bigger, doesn't really do you much good. And I, I think at that point we look at it and say, you know, we'd rather have a quality product that people enjoy and like, uh, and and keep that going that way. Cool. Um, well, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say so. So kind of change shifting a little bit. Um, craft beer for yourself. What 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 is your go to beer right now? Both with RJ Rocker and maybe something outside of that. Like, what are you really digging on? Like, oh man, this is what I go and get every time I step up to the bar. So right now at home on tap, I have oh, uh, nice. oh yeah, first <laughs> snow ale and I have Palmetto Trail nice. um, Pale. So those are the two that I have at home right now on tap. As it gets into summer, my wife fights for that other tap, and so Son of a Peach will be on there. And although my wife's not a big beer drinker. Uh, it's amazing how many times I come home and she has a bunch of friends in the backyard drinking Son of a Peach. So I'm like, all right, that's that's great, right? That keeps you happy. Um, from other beers, um, I, I like a ton of beers, and um, I don't. I like Highland's new IPA. I think that thing is awesome. Delicious. Yeah, mm. delicious. Um, that's done very well. Um, certainly love Tropicalia. Um, oh my gosh, I, I just had Tropicalia this weekend. Creature Comfort, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I just had it this weekend in Athens. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was my go-to beer in Athens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I'm kind of all over the map, though, because a, a lot of times this time of year I also like a stout. And, um, and you know, truth be told, I also love a good pint of Guinness on nitro. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it, uh, For me, Guinness, I mean, it takes me back to a time when I kind of first, like, got into craft beer and the different and beers. And it was just, it just takes... Oh, right. the whole get closer to the mic thing. We went over this last episode. Uh, no, but uh, no, I know he yells at me for being too far I, I away. Did, from I mic. didn't even yell. All I was I doing was motioning. I no, was but, trying, to, uh, trying to make it subtle, buddy. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have to make it known. Uh, yes, thank but, you. No, but it. But when you say good, I guess a good pot of Guinness, and this takes me back to. Um, some of the local pubs in town and it, just it it made us i guess you know we like that enough that we started with a nitro tap six seven months ago in the brewery yeah we installed one and we've been playing around with that which has also been fun um you know you guys were talking about learning and that's another item to learn about so we've we've done bell ringer on nitro which is interesting because mm-hmm. it's a very multi beer um and interesting to get the different tastes like you would think that that would pop the sweet on the nitro and then still be real creamy. Um, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. You got different gases you can play with. Mm. But we're we've got now our stout. We did pecans gone wild actually on nitro is really good. Dunkelaley too. That was yeah, Dunkelaley. Yeah, our uh, Dunkel on nitro is crazy. So we, we've been playing with some of that as well. It's kind of fun. I got one cool. question actually. We had a brief conversation um, here last time that you were in town, and you talk you were talking about quality control with another brewery. I don't know if you can speak to that. Like um, how you... You, you don't have to name the other brewery. Either, you, I, I don't sure. know if you can or you, you can, you cannot. I don't, I don't want to... You just speak out of bounds if you can or whatever. 
Uh, like because I should have asked you this before and I meant to, but and we can edit this out yeah. if it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but to, but you did like a little, a little bottle no, quality no. control with another brewery. Oh, yeah, so I, I think um, you know I think there's a lot of us right now that look at it and say the most important thing we can do is make sure that there's good quality control mm-hmm. on everything, and so there's a lot of breweries, um, several of them in Charlotte that we look at and we say, hey, let's. Let's do. Let's sit down with your brewers and our brewers and figure out. Hey, what flavors do we have? Off flavors in our beer. What's making sense? What's not making sense? Let's try and make sure that our beer is is good and that we're ahead of the curve uh, as we look at that stuff and uh, make sure from that standpoint that there aren't off flavors. So I think in the next you know five or ten years, I think the thing that probably scares us the most is people making beer that someone that's new to the craft beer industry tries and says well that's representative of abc yeah yeah, you know like if they try a style and say hey that's a that's a brown you know we don't want that to happen we'd rather have them make sure that they try more than one if they really hate it Mm -hmm. and i think the good part right now and most of us in the craft beer industry look at it and say if i'd rather have someone come and taste a beer and then ask them what they like or don't like and if they don't like something we can kind of guide you you can definitely guide them to another beer that they do like uh and we would much rather have that happen so i'd rather hear from somebody hey i like xyz beer and if they don't like one of ours i'd rather steer them to somebody's in the craft beer it's all about growing the pie it's not you know i don't think there's a zero-sum game when you look Mm -hmm. at what's going on with wine and liquor and all those growing as fast as they are i think beer really as a category is flat craft is growing but it's really growing at the expense right now of the domestic beers mm-hmm. and i think it's really be kind of fun to grow the whole category so, i mean yeah. at, the, at, the, at, the, at the at the talk of that the, the point of that where do you see the culture itself in 10 years or or down the line or and, and how do you see guys how do you guys see you guys in that culture I, I'm not sure where the total culture will be. I, I mean, I think from our standpoint right now, it's easy, right? Make the best beer you can, keep making it better, um, continue to improve and stress quality. And at that point in time, you know, I don't think you'll have a problem on the market side because you'll be making a quality product. And so I think people will come to the quality product, um, and I think they'll stick with the quality product. So if you can keep doing that, I think you're going to be all right. Uh, I think, you know, what happens to the culture, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's going to be more mergers. I'm sure there's going to be this and that and all that. You know, I think we as the four owners look at it and say, you know, we'd like RJ Rockers to be X, and it's really a southeastern brewery. Cool. Like, I mean, like, Very nice. the, the, like you said, to be that southeastern brand. Yeah. That, like, but when you say RJ Rockers, you, you almost – kind of vision the southeast yeah like, like i mean like when you uh for for me when somebody says a beat i automatically think of louisiana i do too so like and so like almost you say we, we would love to be that, that you know you think south, of beer in south carolina we'd love to, to be, be the brewery you think of yeah be that and i mean like and the is kind of it's they've, they've got a lot of great <laughs> beers but kind of their strawberries is kind of their forefront yes like peach is your forefront yes and it's kind of very. There's kind of little similarities there, and it, they'd be great in 
in five, six years when somebody goes, oh, R.J. Rockers, they automatically go, oh, South Carolina, Southeast. Yes. That would be really cool to, to see. And I love to see breweries take that approach where you're, you, you want to take care of the people that take care of you. Correct. Yeah. And I think that's the most fun part. I mean, when you really look at our crowd that comes to the brewery, we get a lot of repeat people from the town. We get a lot of people... You know, it's it's interesting to watch new people come in, and the brewery is it's a really fun place, and it's it's kind of a it's enjoyable to watch people come in and enjoy it. So, so out of curiosity, you mentioned um, the started off as a brew pub. They had to get rid of the pub, and you've got, of course, the um, or the the brew yeah the the pub piece. So, have you come back around? Has anything so, so the laws in, in South Carolina? Yeah, the um, so the Stone Bill passed last year, and as Stone was looking for their new location, interestingly enough, South Carolina jammed through a bill that actually lets you be a brew pub distribute now in South oh, wow. Carolina. Nice. Um, so is there, are there any plans to expand that? There aren't. As oh. you look at kind of our footprint at this point in time now, we look at it and um, we get food from the restaurant next door. Um, so if you come to the brewery, you can still get – we have a limited menu from the – there's a restaurant next door. Yeah. It's, it's – at that point in time, it lets people eat at the brewery. But yeah, we we're looking at that and saying, you know, from our footprint right now and where we are, we're right downtown. It would be hard to expand and add yeah. a full kitchen and well, yeah, you with, don't want with to put our space, right? It's in the middle of the brewery, <laughs> and so it would be a little awkward. darn hard, very hard, yeah, to uh, to really pull that off in a logical way. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, thanks for joining us and being with us. I mean, you got more. And- Huh? You more got more to add? Or? No, no. I was just going to say, Henry and Hayden, thank you guys for being here. Um, I would say the last thing, how do we find out about more about R.J. Rocker? Our listeners aren't just from Knoxville. They're not just from Tennessee. So how can they learn more about you guys? How can they come for a visit? RJRockers.com okay. um, has a lot. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and shortly, Hayden will have uh, an R.J. Rockers Instagram and, and Facebook account of his own. Yeah which will really kind of be concentrated here in Knoxville. So will it be like R.J. Rocker Knoxville, Hayden? What, what will Rocks it be? and Knox is the, the phrase we're throwing around right now, but our uh, Bobby, our social media manager back at the brewery, has given us uh, good insight on that one. Rocks we and come Knox, up, I like it. we got to come up with a good name. I had Just, learned that. Hey, well, just yeah. let us know, and we'll promote it. And, and hey, uh, just all the Knoxville, um, the Knoxville craft beer people, just make sure we um, – uh, Tate, we um, open arms to Hayden, and, and we make him feel help, and we'll promote all your events, and we'll try to take care of you as best we can, and and we need need to know where a good good sandwich or get your dry clean done or something. We'll, we'll take care of you. Yeah, we can definitely. I've got plenty of samples back at the apartment if y'all ever want anything as well. Yeah, there you go. So basically, you go. Hayden is your here. new best friend. <laughs> exactly. Alrighty. Thank you guys. We appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Thank you guys for being on. Um, And again, this has been Chris Hill. This is DJ Lou. Remember to stay humble and try new beers. Woo! I like it. Nice. That's awesome. Alrighty, and, and we are back, um, kind of a surprise, but we just wanted to make sure that we threw this out here. Um, RJ Rockers has decided they're going to do a competition 
for who can name the RJ Rocker's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts for the Knoxville RJ Rocker. Um, so I got Hayden here with me. Hayden, why don't you explain a little bit more about what's being offered and what you guys are giving away? Yeah, right now we're thinking about giving a case of whatever beer you prefer to the person who can come up with the best RJ Rockers uh, in Knoxville social media presence or name. We have um, you can send your applications to Twitter at RJ Rockers or Instagram at RJ Rockers Brewery. You can find us on Facebook as well. So if you got a good name for RJ Rockers presence in Knoxville, let us hear about it. And you can get yeah. a free case of beer. Absolutely. So get a, free, get a free case of beer if you win. Um, just tag that with hashtag Knoxville so they know that they're not just sending out random names. They know it's hashtag Knoxville. And I'm going to be up all night thinking of a, of a name. I can't wait. I know, I know. I'm, I'm going to win I want this. that case of beer. Do, are we exempt from the prize? The heck though. Yeah. I think y'all might just get the case exactly. of beer regardless. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to get my, 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 um, my staff on this immediately. All right, your staff, who, that, me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then I'm taking the case. Exactly. I thought that was something infectious. <laughs> <laughs> RJ, RJ rocks knocks. Uh, no, we, we got we got a couple on the peanut gallery. We don't want any. We don't want any ideas on the peanut gallery. So, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. Woo.